Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live in Glendale, Arizona, this is The Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1, our final show of two. Thanks to the guys that preceded us. Uh, Great show, great job by the audience. First things first, after us, we are once again at the set of all sets. Yeah, I'm wearing a ski jacket. That's what we have today. It's a little chilly in Arizona. It's the desert. Of course it is. It's February. J-Mac joining as always. So here we are. We had a very interesting week. We started our week with all sorts of craziness. Kevin Durant was in my hotel last night. So you got all these NBA guys moving. And now it's Friday. It's Super Bowl. is Sunday. You can feel it in the city. Locked in now. Yeah, locked in. Eagles going to win the Super Bowl. Make you look bad with your Chiefs prediction. <laughs> I love it. I'm very excited. But you didn't tell me about KD. We're in the same hotel. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Coward. Let's start with this. So the outcome of this game is not going to change our opinion on Patrick Mahomes. But he is an underdog. And he could, in a lot of eyes, be one and two in Super Bowls by Sunday night. Yeah, I know he's great, right? Um, but in seven of eight Super Bowl quarters this far, he's been bad. He's had one non-awful Super Bowl quarter. It wasn't great. He had a pick. He completed 58% of his throws. That was his good quarter. I know what you're saying. Colin, what are you insinuating? All right, let's go back a few months. The NBA Finals. There's a player named Steph Curry. I had to defend him going into the finals over and over. Curry, like Mahomes, is flashy. Awards revolutionized the game. The dynasty of note. We think of Kansas City now as the team. Ten years, we think of the Warriors as the team. 
Mahomes and Curry beloved, regular season MVPs, both had championships. But you kept arguing with me. Come on, he hasn't checked the box. What do you mean? Well, he won with KD. And I said, yeah, he won, he won before KD. Didn't matter. Because he didn't have the finals he owned, right? Iggy won an MVP. KD won a couple MVPs. Curry had to win the finals, and it had to be a Curry finals, right? You told me that. You preached to me about that over and over and over. He had to check a box. Mahomes, it's interesting. Eli Manning, games like this absolutely affect legacy. If I say Eli Manning, you think winner. He was a 500 quarterback. But he beat Brady and Belichick and had iconic throws. One to Mario Manningham. Remember that ball was in a perfect location up the left sideline. And then to David Tyree, and that could have been luck. But you didn't call it luck. You called it Eli. It was magic. It's Manning. He's a winner. Not really. He's a 500 quarterback. I love Eli. But those moments absolutely make him a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they have defined him. It matters. I argued into the finals. What are you talking about with Steph Curry? He's got a finals. Pre-KD. Yeah, but Iggy got the MVP. Even LeBron outplayed him in one MVP finals, right? Even when the Warriors could beat LeBron, LeBron was out playing Curry. And you kept telling me over and over again, he's got to have his moment. In seven of eight quarters, Mahomes has been bad, right? Outplayed by Garoppolo for three of them. It matters. And they're very similar. Curry's the greatest shooter of all time, but you wanted more. Patrick Mahomes has the highest quarterback league in league history, but in Super Bowls, it's lower than Jamarcus Russell. Are we going to hold them to the same standard? Philadelphia has blown out nine teams. When they get a lead, they play downhill. They'll keep him off the field. That's why Kansas City needs a lead. Or, yes, Kansas City needs a lead in this game. But if by Sunday night it's 38-24, Mahomes trailing, flailing, pushed around, one and two in Super Bowls, are you going to hold him to the same standard that you did, and I argued against, with Steph Curry? Now, top of next hour, I'm going to give you my pick. But there is something interesting about this game. So in college football, the margins are much wider. Everybody, I got 100 people here. Everybody knows who you play matters. When a Cincinnati gets into the playoff, a TCU gets into the playoff, everybody's like, yeah, I mean, who'd they play? All right. We don't think that matters in the NFL, right? Eddie's are pros. Okay, let's think about that for a second. The NFC, nobody would dispute this, is significantly weaker right now than the AFC, right? And Philadelphia's path to the Super Bowl was Daniel Jones for a third time. And at the end of the Niner game, they were snapping the ball to a running back. So we know Mahomes had to go up against Burrow, We know the AFC is better, and we know Philadelphia got a little bit of an easy route. But do you realize this year how much of Philadelphia's credibility has been built up by a Big 12 schedule? They hit the Powerball on the schedule. 
They got to face the AFC South. A weird, wonky, weak division. But not only did they face the AFC South, they got the Jags early. Jags were hot late. They were a mess early, rebuilding post-Urban Meyer. And they got the Titans late, who fell apart. So they got a bad division, the two best teams, but the Jags at their weakest, and the Titans depleted. All right, who else did they play? The NFC North. Green Bay, down year. Chicago, Chicago. Detroit's Detroit. What about Minnesota? Where and when are the Vikings the very weakest? Prime time. That's when they played him. Kirk Cousins shrunk. The rebuilding Jags early, the depleted Titans late, Packers down, Bears Lions, Kirk in prime time. And they steamrolled him. And if you start looking at who the Eagles played, what do we know about the difference between great quarterbacks, good ones, and bad ones? The score is irrelevant when Patrick Mahomes plays. Trailing 24-0, leading 24-0. Same cat. But average quarterbacks trailing and having to throw, I've said this about Baker Mayfield. Baker with a lead in a run game, eh, pretty good. Baker trailing has to throw, not very good. So they faced Dallas, did Philadelphia, without Dak. They faced the Niners on a four-string quarterback. And do you realize three of Jalen Hurts' last five wins are against the Giants. Let me give you a rundown of the quarterbacks they face this year. Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, Davis Webb, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Taylor Heineke, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, Kyler Murray who went into the tank. I don't know if you've heard, Patrick Mahomes is better than all of them. None of them made a Pro Bowl. I love Philadelphia's defensive line, but can I certainly make an argument? Facing weaker quarterbacks in the second half who are trailing and have to throw, a lot of those sacks won't be available Sunday. I'm not telling you where I'm leaning, but I think you know where I'm leaning. So in college football, you are literally criticized if you don't acknowledge who did the Bearcats play, who did TCU play. We don't think of that in pro football. But as the AFC has drafted all these Lamar Jacksons, Justin Herberts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, NFC, I mean, Aaron's going on an ayahuasca trip in the summer. I, I got Brady retiring. Stafford had like 19 different injuries. Jared Goff looked like a pro bowler. And I like Jared Goff. But schedules matter. You go back to the last four Super Bowls. Generally, it's why the SEC wins national titles. They are battle-tested, close games, great teams. I don't know. Sometimes you get lucky in life. Philadelphia hit the Powerball with their lottery. Sunday's going to be close. The pressure's going to be on injured Jalen Hurts. Andy's been here before. Patrick's been here several times. Schedules matter a lot.
Three times, Daniel Jones. <laughs> yes, it's, it's different. All right. Greg Olson stopping by today. Tom Rinaldi will stop by and make us all cry. That's what he does. We can't wait for that. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Welcome back. It is great to have you in Glendale. You know, then the wind stopped and it got warm again. (laughs) We're in the desert. It is great to be here. And uh, we're going to have a special guest. You guys give me a heads up when he's available. Um, Greg Olson's going to be stopping by this hour. Um, (laughs) I, I will say this. Mark Murphy... The Packers do not have an owner, and I do feel like because of that, Favre and Aaron Rodgers have at times sort of used that as leverage. Um, Mark Murphy, to his credit, said yesterday, the sooner the decision is made for Aaron, the better for all of us. And I've said before, if the Packers had an owner, 
this would be decided. He would call Aaron and say, make a call, let's go. But Favre and Aaron knew this, and they have used it to their advantage. For years, Favre threatened retirement. For years now, Aaron's talking about retirement. And so Green Bay's in a weird spot. They're $25 million over the cap. That's not great. Uh, that's one of the worst five situations in the league with the cap. And so they need Aaron to make a decision so they can get on with it. And instead of that, Aaron is not only not making a decision, but he's saying, listen, here in the next week or two, I'm going to go on a four-day retreat, and his words, and then I'll be closer to making a decision. And my take is, Aaron, you guys didn't make the playoffs. I mean, again, if you're MVP and you're playing today, I get it. You got real leverage. But you can't say to me, listen, in about a week, I'm going to go to another week trip, and then I'll get closer to a decision. You're going to tick people off. Um, and there, there is grumbling from sources I close, uh, I trust around the organization. People are getting worn out. They're getting worn out. And so I've said this before, I would rip the Band-Aid off. Um, you know, I've supported Aaron a lot, but I do think when you start talking retirement, it's close. And I, I think what Green Bay is in, Green Bay is fearful of irrelevance. It's the only game in town. And in the 70s and 80s, when I was growing up watching football, uh, Washington and George Allen, you had Don Shula, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Cowboys, Roger Staubach. You had a lot of relevant teams. The Packers weren't for 20 years. Uh, and I, they know it. And they don't want to go there again. But I've said this before, is that it's like a band. This is a really talented band. Okay, David Lee Roth got quirky. Van Halen got rid of him, put in Sammy Hagar. They sold a lot of records. This is a really good band. What are the positions that need to be good? Left tackle. David Bakhtiari is going to get votes for the Hall of Fame. Corner. Jair Alexander. Defensive line. Kenny Clark. Rashawn Gary. Aaron Jones star running back. Christian Watson is emerging as a star. Christian Watson, in a down year for the Packers, had seven touchdowns, I believe, in the last eight Packer games. So he is emerging as a star wide receiver. So they got a star weapon. They got a star running back. They got a star left tackle. They got a star corner. They got elite interior defensive tackles. They got legitimate guys on the back end, Amos and Savage at safety. It's a good band, okay? You, you, a lot of bands can't survive losing the lead singer. I think Green Bay can. Chicago's still a mess. We don't know much about them. I, Detroit was a great story, not a great team. And there's no way in the world Minnesota goes 11-0 in one-score games. My takeaway is Aaron or Jordan Love, if he's just B, B-minus competent, Green Bay's winning the division. It's a really good roster. This organization drafts and develops really, really well. Not everybody, not everybody does in the NFL. Green Bay does. They've got all their picks. If they moved Aaron, they'd get another first or two. More picks, more good players, more top picks to help Jordan Love. It's one thing if you're coming off a great year in any company and to say, I need time. But when you're coming off a disappointing year, you're saying, I'm going to go in about a week on a trip, and that'll get me closer to Mark Murphy coming out yesterday and saying, yeah, the sooner the decision is made, the better. I think we all know that. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News.
Let's get started with a quarterback you like a lot, Derek Carr. Colin, he just wrapped up a two-day visit to New Orleans to meet with the Saints, dinner with head coach Dennis Allen and offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. So the Saints received permission to talk with Carr, and they have until Tuesday at 4 p.m. to make a decision. And if the if Carr's still on the roster at that time, he's owed $40.4 million. Um, can't imagine that he's still going to be there, but I don't know. Are the Saints a good fit? I just looked up their offensive line, Colin. Bot- like bottom 10 unit last year, a lot of injuries. Also, you go from Devontae Adams, who's very easy to work for, Michael Thomas, not a bad guy, but can be more difficult. And salary-wise, it looks like Thomas may not be back. Jarvis Landry may move on. Yeah, I don't, lo- I don't love the fit. I think Charlotte, with DJ Moore, offensive coach, um, excellent defense front, better cap space. I think Charlotte's the play if you're going to go to that. If I'm going to go to that division, I'm going to go to the better situation. Yeah. I mean, hey, Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara is not a bad combo, but they don't have much else. The division's terrible. Now, if we have our special guest on, maybe you can ask him if they're going to make a run at uh, Derek Carr because I, I really do think if he gets the right offensive coach, I don't know about the Dallas, Dennis Allen-Carmichael combo, but you get the right offensive coach. Maybe Frank Reich is the guy. Derek Carr's going to thrive. Yep, I agree. Uh, next up, Super Bowl 57. Nick Sirianni making his final preparations. He's coaching his first Super Bowl, and this is just his second season in Philly. Yesterday, Sirianni was asked about how he will address the team in their final meeting tomorrow night. have definitely thought about that. I, I had something that I was uh, definitely prepared to do for this this moment, but then, you know, um, it, my, I've altered my plan a little bit. Um, and so... You know what we would what we'll what we'll do on on Saturday is uh, instead of me talking, instead of uh, you know a captain talking, I think we're just going to open it up uh, to the floor. Yeah, I mean that's probably what you do. Have a motivational speech by the players. Yeah, that's a great move. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people compare this to when McVay and the Rams came to the Super Bowl the first time, and McVay was a young coach. They had an awesome offense, and Belichick shut him down, held him to three points. I don't see that unfolding here, do you? Well, I, you know, it, it's funny about Super Bowls that you overanalyze them. Um, in this one, I said early I felt Philadelphia, but I didn't, uh, uh, I, you know, you got two weeks to sit around. Yeah. But the one thing I think is being overplayed, I keep looking at what story, if Kansas City wins, what story will we go, oh, we should have seen it coming? <laughs> and the story that is not getting a discussion Joe Burrow was absolutely great for 16 straight weeks. So he played poorly in his first game because he had that appendectomy surgery. They take something out of your body. It's a major surgery. And Joe told me, I, I talked to him on my podcast, you know, it, it he wasn't ready. And then second half against the Cowboys in a loss, Joe Burrow played really well. He did not play poorly until Kansas City. So are we not acknowledging one of the most lethal, situationally brilliant offenses ran into Kansas City, and they completely, utterly disrupted them. Well, Is Kansas we, City's defense way better than we're giving it credit for in the last two months? No. I think the offensive line of the Bengals missing right. three starters is why Burrow got killed. I think he got sacked five times in that one. I don't know. I just I believe the Eagles will get the job done. I don't trust Sirianni totally, but let's move on to the final story. Kevin Durant. Traded to the Suns yesterday, Colin. Here's Monty Williams, coach of the Suns, talking about what Kevin Durant brings to the sixth seed in the West. I think it's more than a lift. Um, 
I think it's a jolt, if that makes sense, um, just because of not just who he is as a player, but his love for the game. I think the guys are going to see something that they may not have seen before as far as his approach and how much he just loves to play basketball. All right. Well, I think KD's talent's the difference. That's the jolt, KD. <laughs> All right, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Well, you know, in our business, we're not supposed to root for people, uh, but when you have such high regard for them and they go into difficult situations and they kick butt and flourish, it's impossible not to. Brian Dable won Coach of the Year. I said it multiple times on this show. There was no second place. What he did with the Giants is one of the great coaching jobs I've ever seen in my life. Brian Dable's nice enough. He's a busy guy. He's got Giant repping the Giants right now in an SUV. And I appreciate, Brian, you stopping by. You know, you went into that job, Brian, and there's a, lo there's a lot of things to deal with. What was your first order of business to get it right, Coach? Hey, Colin. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, sorry if this thing's moving up and down. We're, we're driving to the airport here. Uh, you know, I think the first thing was, you know, just sit down with Joe and, you know, map out a plan. The first thing that we had to do and I had to do was was hire a staff. And, you know, I, I, I've said it last night. I'll say it again. You're only as good as the people that you're around. And with the staff that we hired, uh, felt very confident in them. And then ultimately it's a player's game. And, you know, those guys did a good job of coaching them up and, and certainly we brought in the right kind of guys uh, that were you know tough smart dependable that did the right thing that were good teammates and um, you know very thankful that I got a chance to be around those guys and work with them Brian when did you know in the process um, maybe it's a drive home a drive to work but you really felt we've turned a corner we got buy-in uh, you're seeing things at practice because it was off a bad year did you give me the time you sensed you turned a little bit of a corner with the culture. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think you try to create that, Colin, in, in April and May with the, with the OTAs, and we had full buy-in, uh, full participation. Thought the guys enjoyed coming to work, um, getting to know one another, and then once training camp hit, the preseason games, and then obviously after that first game, um, you know, where we went for two there and, you know, it was a decision that I had to make, but I made it with the help of a lot of other people. Um you know, those guys got a little bit of juice, and, you know, we just took it one week at a time and, you know, got off to a strong start. What was amazing about Daniel Jones to me in the second half of the season, Brian, I could literally see physically he had more confidence. You could see he felt – we talked about it on the show. He looked bigger. He played bigger. Go back to the early conversations with Daniel Jones. He'd been beaten up. It hadn't been good. The press is on him. A lot of losses. How did you convince him, kid, you got something here. We're going to make it work. What were those like? Yeah, we had good conversations. I'd have him over the house. Uh, I, I remember right at the end of training camp, uh, we were going through things and experiment with a lot of different plays. Look, I don't think you could just take a playbook and, you know, here's your playbook and put it into another team. I think you got to, you know, find out what you have. And, you know, that took a little bit of time. I wanted him to have some ownership in it. He'd come over to the house and sit back by the pool, smoke a few cigars. We'd lay out about three or four playbooks, go through some plays that maybe he had run in the past, that, that I've run in the past, and try to put together some things that we felt comfortable with, both him and I and, and Kafka and, and Shea Tierney. And um, it was kind of a work in progress. And then we got a couple guys 
um, you know, off the wire. We got a guy like Isaiah Hodgins that was familiar with the system. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just gets a little bit more confidence each and every week. You played the Eagles more than once. <laughs> you played them a lot. When you face the Eagles, what is the one thing you better not do? What is Kansas City in for? What is the one thing that you, you found to be all three games a real struggle? Uh, we got behind early in every game. And, you know, give credit to their coaching staff. Nick's a fantastic coach along with the guys on his staff. And they got some really tremendous players. And, you know, they just execute really well early at part of the game. And we're down 21 nothing, 19 nothing in, in the playoff oh. game, 28 nothing, And uh, they got some hard guys to block up front. And you get behind in, in a game against these guys, uh, it's, it's very challenging. Brian, you go into year two. You got to a playoff game. Now everybody's got big expectations, but there's still some roster holes. How do you make sure the young players understand? Guys, this is step one, okay? Half the teams that make the playoffs, Brian, you know this, don't make it the next year. Exactly right. How do you – what's the first address of the team going into camp? Yeah, well, I mean, every year is a new year. Um you know, I've been fortunate to be part of some good teams that finished up with the trophy. And really, one year has nothing to do with the next year. You, The big thing you have to do, Colin, is it's always different. You have different players every year. Uh, sometimes you have different coaches. And you have to build your team from the ground up, really starting in, in April and May, and build that chemistry. So, um, you know, we'll have a long way to go. I think, you know, each year you do. Um, unfortunately, you can't just pick up the team chemistry that you had from a previous year and start off the next year. So we have a lot of work to do. There's you know a lot of work to do from now until to when we go ahead and, and get to OTAs, let alone the season. So um, you know, I think we have the guys that will, will be around. I think there's a level of humility that you have to have. You're, this is a very humbling business, and take it one day at a time. Brian Dable, NFL Coach of the Year, slam dunk, one of the most remarkable turnarounds in a year. He changed culture. He changed the offense a believability in his system, and an easy guy to root for. Way to go. Way to go, man. Congrats. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. You guys are the best. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Brian Dayball. His reps have been contacting me all year. Uh, They love the love, and we love them. Uh, It's not easy. New York can be tougher. The O-line outside of left tackle was a rebuild. The media is tough. The expectations are high. And Philadelphia ended up being great. (laughs) So there wasn't a lot of things working in there. And they had a quarterback they had to fix. So you go into a season with all those things on a checklist, generally you're not making the playoffs and winning a game. They did. It's an unbelievable coaching job. I mean, it really is. They're still in a rebuild. they got to get a lot of things right. They need more receivers. they got to get the O-line right. They need another corner. He had to fix the culture. He had to fix Daniel Jones. It's in New York. Like, that that was coaching. That That is what coaching looks like. All right. Um, Greg Olson's going to be around the corner. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. 6.30 Eastern is when Super Bowl 57 starts. Coverage begins at 1 Eastern. The pregame show will be epic. Calling the game, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, who had a spectacular year for Fox. Um, you know, these Super Bowls, I say Bill Romanowski told me he did not remember the first two series of his first Super Bowl. He said it was lights, and he goes, I almost passed out. And that's Bill Romanowski. You've been in spots like this. You know these games. Um, I do worry a little about Nick Sirianni first time, Jalen Hurts. It's a thing. These are di- the, the halftime's longer. The breaks are longer. You get here for four hours. A little anxiety there. 
I think it's so funny you bring that up because we actually talked to Sirianni a little bit about it yesterday in our production meeting. Looking back on our experience, so often NFL coaches want to make everything normal, right? We just treat every game as the same. It's kind of the it's kind of the coach speak and kind of cliche. I think for the Super Bowl, you have to almost lean into it. It is going to be different. Let's prepare as such. Let's not ignore half times longer. Let's not ignore the pregame festivities with the anthem and the flyovers and all that is not longer. Commercial breaks, you would run out there in a traditional game. You'd run out there and you'd stand for a minute and a half, take a stretch, score a water bottle. Referee gives you a 30-second count and you come back. It's four or five minutes. You're standing in the middle of the stadium, not a ton of energy. Like all that stuff is real. I think the teams that don't shy away, they don't ignore it. They don't pretend it's not different. They lean in. I think they do better handling, like you said, the weirdness and the surreal nature that is the Super Bowl experience. I know Philadelphia's D-line is good, but let me push back a little. Is that they faced a lot of B and C quarterbacks who trailed late yeah. and had to throw. So they pinned their ears back. They didn't trail a lot. So as you know, as a defensive lineman, if I know Davis Webb has to throw, I'm coming hard. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. He may lead. I am not saying the defensive line isn't great. But I do feel like we're putting him in the mean Joe Green Steeler category. And this could be a different game, Greg. They could trail. They have to play the run. They can't come screaming off the edge. My takeaway, and you've watched the film, is the underrated unit in this game is the Chiefs O-line. No question. I think you were in our meeting because I think you just summed up my open to the broadcast. I think this entire game comes down to, if you're Kansas City, you don't want to fall behind. That's Philly's whole MO. We go for it on fourth down. This whole notion that they're a running team is just not true. They are a great running team because they're winning so much in the second half and they just beat you to death. And then those pass rushers pin their ears back and just get after you and all hell breaks loose. That's their formula. So what? how do you do it? You flip it on its head. You have the best player in the world. You have one of the best offensive minds, head coaches in the world for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're, I think they come out of the gates flying. I think they're fast. They're passing on early downs. They're going going for fourth downs. They've got to keep the pedal to the metal now. And don't let Jalen Hurts and this Philadelphia Eagles defense play their formula. The formula you just mentioned is how they've made their hay. Now, if you can't get, if that's not successful and you can't do that, you have one of five guys, maybe if I'm being generous, in the league who operating from behind, operating in third and long, operating in third and pass, which is what the entire league is trying to stay out of. Yeah. They have one of three to five guys in the league who's just as efficient in all of those down and distances. That's why he's the MVP. So I think their formula to win might be a little bit smaller. Yeah. Their path to victory might be a little more limited than Philly. They can win a little bit more different styles. But when you have the best player in the world playing quarterback, I think the entire game goes through him. He's got to throw the ball 40 times. So let me compare Philadelphia a little a little to your Carolina team. I, I think it's totally fair. Okay. Uh, a capable thrower, but a great athlete at quarterback. Um, playing with unbelievable emotion. A lot of blowouts. Um, had not had a lot of adversity in the regular season. When Jalen Hurts starts, they lead. Let's take the Minshew games out. Then you get into a Super Bowl. Whoa. We got a fumble. We trail. We don't get a call. Do you see a little... Because your team... Like Philadelphia, play like almost a college team. 
Yeah, it's it's so funny you say that. When we met with Shane Steichen earlier in the year uh, before the Christmas Eve game down in Dallas, I actually, when we were talking, you know, kind of on the field before the game, and I said, I see so much similarity, both scheme-wise, personnel, of course, being driven by that style of quarterback, you know, comparing Jalen to, to what we were able to do with Cam, with the design runs and the RPO, and still the ability to push the ball vertical. Their big difference is those guys on the outside, right? That to have those two weapons with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown on the outside, that's the difference maker of what makes this animal a little bit different defending Philly. But I think your point is right. We had a very clear formula to win. And so does Philly, which goes back to your previous question. If Kansas City can disrupt that formula, if Kansas City cannot play into the hands of this Philly team, fall behind, get into must pass, and chase points all game, if you don't find yourself can Philly win the other version of the game? I think that's what everyone's dying to know. No one's been able to really do it. So it's easy for us to sit here and say it. Right. Yeah, no one wants Philly to take the opening drive down and score a touchdown, but they've done it 11 times. Yeah. It, it's easier. It, it's one thing to say it. you got to go out and stop what's probably the best roster in the entire league. So I've heard some 49er players, um, even a kicker, uh, <laughs> Robbie Gould. So, like everybody, when the kicker starts talking trash, you know. <laughs> And so there's a lot of people I've heard Brandon Ayuk say, listen, there's holes in that Philly defense. Now I look at that and I think, I don't know, their corners are pretty good, their D-line's good. Is there, everybody's got a vulnerability. Chiefs are very young on the back end. Sneed is going to play, which is really good news. But they're a little young on the back end. Young guys can get confused. Is there something you see about Philly's defense because they have not played a litany of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, hasn't been exposed, but Kansas City could get there yeah I mean I don't know if I would say there's any holes per se right I don't think when you look at the roster when you look at the talent at all three levels they're very talented they're one of the most talented groups in the entire league now they've had the luxury everything we've set up into this point about the style of games they're used to playing where don't let them throw the ball over your head deep shells in the games like against New York where they felt really good about their corner matchups and they can get up play man that's when they really get good because they weren't really scared of New York's passing game and some of the weapons they had. A little bit of a different animal now playing Kansas City. You want to play man, who's matching up with Travis Kelsey in the slot? You're putting a corner on him, you're moving Bradbury inside. So that gets a little dicey. If the game is close and Mahomes can use his underneath passing game, he can use Kelsey in the middle of the field. I mean, their shallow crossing game, one to nine yards, they are the most efficient passing game in the league. And that's actually where Philadelphia is not as good. But when you're winning by two scores in the second half, you don't have to be good, right? You're almost trading being vulnerable in those areas because all I'm saying is you can't let them go 40 in one play. So there's a little bit of situational kind of awareness that plays into some of these stats. They've got to keep the game close, screens, short passing game, use McKinnon out of the backfield. Of course, Kelsey's going to get his. That formula for Kansas City is completely different than when they had Tyreek, but they do it better than anybody in the league. You know, it's... um. It's funny about Jalen Hurts. He's obviously really, really good. And I and I said this before. It reminds me a little of Dak that I loved the intangibles more than the tangibles initially. But then all of a sudden I watch him and I'm like, yeah, I like I like the tangibles too. But um, he's hurt. And if you look at graphs post injury, he's not throwing to the right, and he has lost his touch on deep balls. So though we've talked about Mahomes' injury. My feeling is Jalen's is worse. He's just tough, covering it up, and it's not getting out. He's not throwing the ball to the right. Well, Spags, he's, he's been in this league forever. He knows. He knows. If we know that, he knows that. Yeah, and so my takeaway is 
I don't know. You watch all the film. Does it look? And you had Eagle games this year, a lot, right? So it does feel like the the touch, even there's underneath stuff. Greg feels short. The ball dies just a tad. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's I, I think that's completely fair. I think the question we have to ask is he that he hasn't done it in a high volume, right? They haven't been in that kind of shootout. Their path here to the Super Bowl has been relatively light, right? They, they beat up on New York in the second half. They just get into a handoff run game. And then we all know what happened in the NFC Championship right. where, I mean, they, they didn't even have to really operate in the second half because San Francisco couldn't attempt a forward pass. Right. So the, the path to getting here as far as Jalen Hurts being forced to play quarterback, to play from the pocket, I don't think is a knock on Jalen because we saw at times this year when they had to go score 30, they could. Right, they came back from behind. They they lost, you know, they lost a close one in Dallas there on Christmas Eve, but they scored thirty some odd points. He can do it. He just hasn't done it from the since the injury happened. So I think there is a little bit of an unknown, and that's why I think Kansas City. If you're if you're Spags, I want to find out. I, I know the kid can do it. He's an MVP candidate for a reason. He's a fantastic player. Is it a product of the injury that he's not doing it, or is it the product of the fact that they're blowing everybody out and they're not asking him to do it? I think Super Bowl Sunday, if I'm Spags, I'm putting eighth guy in the box, I'm stopping the run, and I'm saying, go ahead, Jalen Hurts, beat me. Yeah, you know, J-Mac and I talked about that. I, there's a sense that this is what Philadelphia does and will do, and my takeaway is I think it's easy. Everybody is uh, the complexity of Philadelphia's offense, but if the quarterback's hurt, it's much less complex. Make him throw. Yeah, I think you make him throw. I, I think the injury, honestly, just from talking to people over there, I think he's. I think he's okay. I think. I don't think they consider him at all limited. I think all the RPO, all the RPO stuff, all the zone reads, all the design quarterback runs. I don't think we're going to see him really sliding and giving himself up like we did there, kind of between that last game and the regular season against New York, and then the the the, the divisional round. So I think that was protecting. Just you don't want to set back. I think Sunday. It's all, all bets are off. Okay, so Kansas City, this worries me. They got four young guys in the back end of the defense. Um, didn't hurt them against Cincinnati. It's different playing at Arrowhead or playing in an AFC championship and the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, again, you can go back to your Carolina team. Young players in this spot. Now, sometimes they don't know what they don't know. Would you be a little concerned they get overwhelmed, those Chiefs rookies? Yeah, I think that, I, again, I think they have the advantage that the defensive coordinator, Spags, he's been around forever, right? They got some good veterans on that group who've played big-time games. Frank Clark, I mean, one of the most effective pass rushers, Chris Jones. So they have some guys who've been there, especially on the defensive side of the ball, including the coach. So I think there will be some nerves, but I'll tell you, when I went back and watched that game, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, this really good pass. Now, the, the offensive line was in shambles, so right. remove that. That's a very different animal than what they're going to face against this Philly offensive line. But as far as their plan in the back end of what they did to Jamar Chase was very complicated. They're bracketing guys. They're playing two over one. They're playing three over two. Like What Spags was able to implement from a pass coverage standpoint, not really worried about the run game as much with, with Joe Burrow or him escaping the pocket, they executed it at a really high level. And then you throw in that Sneed gets hurt in the first quarter. And now he's back. And now he's back, which is huge. So now... Now there's four rookies out there playing time between corner and safety, and they did a great job. Now, there's some carryover that they can bring, you know, on true third and longs, true passing downs, where you got to stop Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I think they bring some of that from the AFC game into this week. 
the difference being if you want to play two high shells, you want to play deep safeties, man all over, someone's got to account for Jalen Hurts, and somebody's got to account for this offensive line in the run game. You can't just play light boxes all game unless you're up by two scores in the second half. Like Everything comes back to what is the style of game and what is the score. Greg Olson with Kevin Burkhart. Fantastic year. Super Bowl 57 begins at 1 Eastern. Game at 6.30 Eastern. Congrats on a great year, buddy. Crush it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Known him for a long time. No better guy. Greg Olson. Hour two live from Glendale after this. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.